0: So, dude, how's your neck feeling?
1: It hurts like hell. I blame you.
0: <laughs> do you do you feel like you could just have like the most massive traps by the end of today?
1: No, I feel weak and inferior. <laughs> for
0: for the record, guys, I uh, shoved my needle into Justice's neck multiple times over and over again. Um, interpret that as you will. <laughs>
1: um but not in a weird way i have had some uh uh, i needed some physical therapy so gary was willing to help
0: out and i cracked the hell out of you too and it was fun that's what i live for man just that like satisfying cracking sound from someone i had a patient this week i can share this because of hipaa because it doesn't involve names but it's an individual who was saying how? Yeah, I'm really afraid of chiropractors because they like do that cracking. And I'm worried that's gonna cause a problem. I'm like, oh yeah, that's good to have that kind of like safe fear. And then I cracked the hell out of them, just all up the spine, like Rice Krispies up the person's spine.
1: At least you're like legitimately cracking them. Or there's those people who are they have like the fake like boards. So when they like they pop, they act like they're popping, and then the board cracks. Like then so to give that like that pseudo, like sound yeah that, that sounds like they're like pseudo feeling like they get something popped but nothing really happens
0: <laughs> anyways i love chiropractors and i feel bad for justice's neck but guys we're pod wars and you you know what do what we what do we do in pod wars justice can you can you refresh me
1: um yeah because we haven't done it in a little bit uh sometimes we talk about comics other times we talk about star wars And, uh, I feel like for the past little bit, we've been mainly talking about Marvel because no one likes DC.
0: (laughs) Well, we're going to watch the Snyder Cut tonight, dude, and maybe the opinions will change. Maybe.
1: Oh no, I already watched Snyder Cut. So I I have, yeah, I watched it and, um, I like it. Granted, I've never seen Justice League, so anything is probably a plus from the 2017 version. Um.
0: Well, our boy Evan said he watched Man of Steel and agrees with me that it is cinematic gold.
1: You know who agrees with me that Man of Steel uh, has issues? Anthony <laughs> Mackie. And I'm going to just say that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you know who disagrees with you? The Adonis that is Henry Cavill. Actually, that's probably a lie. I think he thinks the movies suck.
1: That's okay. We still have him in The Witcher and hopefully he comes over to Marvel. And yeah. Life will be good.
0: He'll He'll be sentry, dude. That's that's my bet. That's my hope.
1: I hope so. I mean, he would be a great, great century, and I'm sure he probably has read all those comics already. So,
0: oh, oh yeah, he's nerdier than us. He almost missed the Man of Steel audition because he's playing World of Warcraft.
1: So basically, what you're saying is that Henry Cavill's a virgin who lives with his parents. Oh,
0: absolutely, hundred percent chance. Henry Cavill's a virgin. I mean, like, there's there's no way.
1: No, I mean, after you've seen Mission Impossible, where he like air pumps his arms, like, like gun style. <laughs> and he has
0: that mustache that they CGI'd out because it was too much male charisma for the DC screen.
1: Yeah. Either way, guys, we will definitely talk about Snyder Cut. Uh, I'm, I actually really did enjoy it, and I have plenty of positive things to say about it. Um, of course, there's a little few critiques, but it's not like I'm going to just absolutely just shit on it because I really did actually enjoy it.
0: Okay, okay, because, I mean... I, I have my problems with the DCEU or whatever the acronym is for DC stuff, the DCEU plus community stuff. Um, but it has its good kind of things to it. You know, it's not as good as the DC cartoons. DC cartoons are like kicking Marvel's ass. But that's the main area where I think DC is really thriving. And the films have been like moments of greatness amongst little pieces of well not little pieces lots of pieces of crap you know it's like that act that thing you hear in church of being like oh is your are your brownies good if you just have one piece of poop in it it's like you you have a whole piece of poop but with one piece of brownie in it that's the dc kind of movie universe
1: i i do agree that the uh, DC cartoons absolutely just like wrecks when it comes like Marvel doesn't even come close. But yeah, like we can all say, other than the Dark Knight, Marvel universe uh, is better than DC movies.
0: But um, we're here to talk a little bit about Marvel, dude, because we just yes. watched Falcon and Winter Soldier. We did,
1: and what are your thoughts, Gary? Um,
0: I don't know how to feel about it yet. Okay, so l- let's let's open on this, dude like WandaVision we finished that and we both enjoyed WandaVision we talked about it in our last podcast check out our stuff we talk about things um how I I didn't like it as much coming out of WandaVision because it's kind of like a return back to the normal MCU formula like what do you think about that dude
1: it definitely is a return to the uh MCU formula with when it comes to action but I do think that it kind of sticks with WandaVision and the fact that there's a lot of character development and a lot of uh, touchy-feely emotion stuff going on, even though it's, like, two guys that are the main... Like, it. Like Wanda was all... It was about, like, her issues and what happened with her. But there there's a lot of, you know, family and emotional drama that's going on uh, with Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Which, like... I think that WandaVision really shined in its portrayal of emotion, and so far, Falcon and Winter Soldier didn't hit me well with the emotion. But the parts I did like, I did like the action for it so far, and we'll get more into those scenes. Um, but it it didn't it didn't leave me like really intrigued and ready for the next one, even though I'm like it, I enjoyed it. You know, I feel like watching that was kind of like watching Thor one. You're like, okay, like. I, I can enjoy that, but I don't love it.
1: I think I liked it more than you did. You are you're describing it right now. Um, I know Gary and I actually uh, had the opportunity to watch it together, um, and we were cracking jokes throughout it and having fun. But I was, it seemed like I was on my phone. I was actually taking notes so that we can mm-hmm. bring things up for this actual podcast because we're cool like that. We record right after we watch our things. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but no, the, I I like. Actually, enjoyed it. I don't know if I enjoyed it more than WandaVision yet, but I think that's just because the sample size. Like, we got nine, eight, eight, or nine episodes of WandaVision. That's we fair. Have, we only have one yeah. of Wanda, uh, Falcon. But I mean, I was talking to a couple other people who've seen it, and they were saying that they love, you know, Falcon a lot more than, uh, Wanda. So I think it just kind of depends. And I also think it depends on, like, what, what character you like too.
0: Yeah. I think also, like, the fans that wouldn't like WandaVision would like Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the fans that like Falcon and Winter Soldier wouldn't... Well, they, they appeal to different parts of the fan group, I think is what I want to say. Like, people who are more into that, like, action-y type are going to go definitely more for Falcon and Winter Soldier, and those who are into that cerebral and, like, character part of MCU are going to go for WandaVision.
1: I agree. Yeah, and we're definitely going to dive into and give our thoughts and talk about certain things that stood out to us. Uh, Bear with me as I, you know, might pause a little bit. So I'm looking at my notes so that we uh, have things to talk about. But I mean, overall, even though the episode, I don't remember it. It had to be like 30 something minutes, maybe 40 minutes tops, Mm -hmm. but it it felt long and it felt like there was a lot to unpack and there's a lot going on. And I, I think Like I said this a little bit earlier, but because it's a TV show and there's, you know, there's going to be six total parts, they're able to dive deep into certain things that they wouldn't have been able to had it been a movie. And now that, you know, Falcon and Winter Soldier haven't really gotten their solo stuff, we're able to get this really good backstory that, um, honestly, I didn't know that I like wanted until I watched it specifically Winter Soldier. Like I really, really liked his scenes. Um, and we'll definitely get more into that.
0: Well, okay. Before we dive into the nuts and bolts of the show, um, let's talk a little bit about what we how we felt about the characters before watching this. Like, so, dude, how did you feel about Winter Soldier and Falcon as characters before going into this
1: show? I honestly, I, I really didn't care all much. Like, I didn't really care that much about them. Um, I know that sounds kind of bad. Bucky, I don't know. Bucky to me was just always this like character that was going to be, you know, Steve's friend. Um, and Falcon, I just kind of think until I watched this episode, his powers were kind of lame to me. Mm-hmm. Like he just didn't seem that all that interesting. And then when they had the, the opening canyon scene with him flying, I'm like, this is actually really cool. Yeah. But, um i don't know i don't know why it just seemed like i'd like never have been really super interested in these characters how about you
0: i i falcon i can say i've not been very interested in i think he's kind of like an ancillary character to captain america even more so than bucky is in my mind bucky i'm interested in purely because his role in uh winter soldier and civil war i think that's where he his character really got to shine um Arguably more so in Civil War, because of that kind of nature between him and Iron Man and that regret for his past. I thought that part is really compelling, and they explore that a lot in this show. Falcon, not as much. Um, And I'd agree with you, too. Like, I thought Falcon's powers were kind of lame, which, again, it sounds bad. But compared to, like, the awesomeness of, like, Thor and Hulk and all that, he was definitely overshadowed. And they let him actually shine really well in the show.
1: I, I completely agree. And I'm really excited to talk about it. I know, like, for the first, you know, however bit right now, uh, it's been non spoilery, but we will get into spoilers. So if you haven't, you know, sat down and watched it, uh, please do. It is good. And you're going to actually have to. There, there's certain, let me just say, there's certain aspects to this show that they really press into that I didn't think they were going to. And I'm glad they did.
0: Okay. What are those aspects then?
1: One being they're really really diving deep into the blip and mm. how the world has changed because of that cuz in it, it, fe- it seemed like in um, Spider-Man far from home it was just like we're 5 years older then and then everyone's 5 years younger and you know they just kind of write it off and there's one joke about a guy or like his wife like left him or like you know whatever and that's it but and then in WandaVision it's all about you know how she's dealing with what's going on but in this show like you get to see like the real world and how they're dealing with it and like there's countries that are you know coping with politics and there's people groups who like the blip and don't like the blip and there's certain people who are dealing with different inequalities because of the blip now
0: yeah, I, I do like the part with the blip. That just reminded me. What the hell was it that you said during the show? We were like watching it, and you're like, "Dude, oh, oh yeah, if you were 90 years old, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> what
1: was it?" I was thinking. So like they they're talking about you know like coming back, and there there's a there's a guy that uh the Winter Soldier, um, Bucky is hanging out with. His name is Yori. He's very a very cute Asian guy, old Asian guy, and um. I'm like, just like sitting there and they're talking about, you know, people coming back and whatnot. And I'm like, you know, if you, if you you know, you died, you're like, you're like about to die. You're like 90 years old. You got cancer. You're a widower, you know, and then you get blipped and you're, you know, you're done. But then you like come back. Like, are you going to freaking hate your life now? <laughs>
0: it was out of nowhere. And I'm like, well, now I'm just sad low-key when they showed that like yori guy um immediately i'm like uncle Iro vibes you know especially then he's like i lost my son and i had leaves from the vine going through my head
1: <laughs> that didn't even come to me but no. now, now that you're saying it holy crap <laughs> probably because in the beginning he's like mean to the one guy who's like throwing trash into his trash it doesn't that seem didn't really make throwing sense. trash
0: into his trash
1: yeah he was throwing trash into his trash can and i was like why are you upset about this i don't understand
0: <laughs> now yeah I, I like them exploring the blip and they go into that too with like falcon trying to get the loan and then being like well you haven't made money in the last five years and he's like we haven't been here in the last five years
1: and that's another interesting thing that they bring up too because he the loan agent guy is asking them like does the avengers pay you because they're giving up a significant amount of time to go and save the world to do all these things are they getting paid for that like do you do you accept payment to save the world
0: (laughs) they just get all the stimmies dude all the stimulus checks and they go on robin hood and invest in weed and (laughs) game (laughs) stuff and amc (laughs) (laughs) to the moon guys to the moon
1: anyway but no it's it's a i mean it's a valid thing like you know falcon is is struggling he he is trying to use this is the very end of the episode but he's trying to use his popularity his superhero status to get this loan that him and his uh sister are struggling with because they can't keep their the boat that they own or their family's um house and like apparently there's they they have this long legacy of um it seems like like a almost like a they cook food, but they, like, go fishing and, like, this, like, crawdaddy kind of shop. Yeah. yeah. And and so they're trying to get a, a loan and uh, he gets denied, even though you know, he's trying to use his superhero charm. It, it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. And, okay, on the topic of things that I didn't expect from the series, but really liked, I begrudgingly kind of like the therapist part two with Bucky. Like, First off, that is the worst therapist on earth. She is not good at her job, but I kind of enjoy just seeing like his process for making amends. I,
1: I do. I, I like that. That was another. That was going to be the next thing that I like That they're pressing into is um, because they have the ability to dive deep into both Falcon and Winter Soldier. We're getting Falcon's backstory. Had no idea that he had a sister. That was cool. Figuring out about that and. You know, that he joined the Air Force to, you know, leave the probably really bad situation at home. And then you got on the other side, you got Bucky, who's going to therapy, which he doesn't honestly seem like a therapy kind of guy. And and the therapist is kind of being a jerk. Not kind of she is being a straight up jerk. And I love how they like they're going through these three rules. And he's he, like because he's trying to make amends for all these people that he's hurt because he, he helped Hydra. And the one that they showed is, like, he's going through these rules, and he's not necessarily breaking them, but he's going around in a way where he's t- totally breaking the rules, and she can tell, but he's, like, totally lying to her about it.
0: <laughs> I, I love that. Um, but as far as the backstories, I, I – okay, to be more in a critique and then on benefit, I was really not enthused by the Falcon one. Like, him going back to his family, it, it didn't really – do anything for me. I didn't have much of that feeling of, like, like, oh, wow, this humanizes the character or anything. But the backstory stuff on Bucky hit me hard. Like, that stuff I loved going into, then, his relationship with Yori. Kind of the thing with a girl. Not as much. More so him with the old man. Like, that, like, hit me hard.
1: Yeah, I... um, I don't think the going back home for Falcon also affected me as much but i do think the not knowing where you're at in life because there's no more captain america there doesn't Mm, seem to be an avengers and like thing going on and and he didn't take up the mantle so there there seems to be this like this missing piece where he's like he I guess like he's just he's a soldier without combat now. Like he, even though he is working for the army in the beginning and and doing certain missions, it just seems like uh, the the piece that I resonated with was the I don't know what to do now, and I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to find something, and it doesn't seem like I'm making headway in what I'm doing.
0: Yeah, the like the big shoes to fill of Captain America is it's very felt in that first episode. Um, especially the scenes with the Smithsonian and going through there. And when he's talking with Rody and I'm thinking this whole time, like roadies probably feeling the same thing. He's war machine to follow up for Tony Stark's Iron Man. You know, they're both two guys trying to follow in the footsteps of really big shadows to follow in. And it's just kind of like, I know I'm not going to be as great as these guys, but we're all that this country has.
1: For sure. And I I honestly hope they do explore Rhodey a little bit more in this uh, this show. It would be kind of cool to see they're an action scene with um, you know Falcon, Bucky, and uh, War Machine. That'd be a really really that cool, dope cool um scene. Okay, but so let's kind of dive like kind of what's going on. The uh, something that popped off right away is they introduced a new villain group uh, called. Give me a second as I pull up my notes. The LAF Mm. and I looked really before the quick before we started recording, not in the comics, but okay. The LAF is a group of people who are looking to basically have the same type of chaos that was going on during the blip, and they they want you know to the, the borders were down, you know, people like there was a lot of like uncertainty going on, and they want to achieve that same kind of uncertainty. And there is a guy. Who works for the army, who's friends with Falcon, and he is actively kind of being a secret agent and going in and figuring out, like, are these, is this a threat?
0: Yeah, but he's grossly underqualified. He is definitely not qualified to search there. He's like, he goes up to the main guy and is like, I don't know about the jurisdiction, and points a gun at him. And you're like, dude.
1: See, I thought, okay, that, that seems cool. Um, there, so you, I think they introduced the main villain. There's a guy that is in this LAF group who he kicks a dude and he goes flying. Like, it's supernatural strength or ability for it's sure. It's
0: definitely on Captain America and we a Soldier level of strength. It's super soldier serum level. Not saying he has it, but it's a similar kind of...
1: Right. So, I'm wondering if that's the US agent.
0: That's what I was wondering too, dude.
1: But he's not... Like, when you see him... So, when you when you do finally meet him um the underqualified soldier you know follows this i would say dark web group where they all meet up at one place and then a bank robbery like they hand out all these masks so every person's wearing this like hockey mask that's got like blue and like red stripes going through it and the bank robbery occurs and they tell everyone to run so it it you know, it confuses the cops and who are the bad guys and who are the, just the civilians wearing these masks. And in that scene, that's where you see the guy kick him. And I was expecting when he hopped out of the window that he was going to have his US agent garb on, and he mm-hmm. totally didn't.
0: Yeah. But I thought the same thing, too. I was wondering if he was. I think that group's exploring a cool idea of like people out there who agreed with Thanos. Because I mean, we hear, see all the memes online, people being like, shoot, Thanos has a point. Um, which I don't think is true at all, but like, but you know, there was like tons of those people being like, "Okay, I can like sympathize with what Thanos was saying," and this group is definitely going to personify
1: that or Madara, <laughs> <laughs> or Madara. <laughs> Sorry, that anime. Uh, but no, you're right, it, and it's interesting. I'm I'm glad they they chose this kind of villain. I didn't expect this villain at all. Um, I was kind of expecting like a superhero bad guy who tries to steal Captain America stuff or tries to steal, steal stark technology or something like kind of a similar tropes but this is it's a different terrorist group that i hadn't thought of
0: yeah and it explores life as a consequence of the blip which they're doing a great job of making the blip not just disappear like you feel that consequence and i think that's one of the things that did well in the first episode
1: right another thing that really popped off when i first saw it and confused me was there's this flashback, and this flashback is extremely important in the whole episode. But you see Bucky, you know, in his normal Hail Hydra winter soldier self killing a bunch of guys, and um, you know, snaps this dude's neck and screams or like whispers Hail Hydra in your and in my head, I was like, What? He's bad now? Like, yeah, what the I was hell? so
0: confused for a second, but I was also hyped because I loved that scene.
1: And and then he looks over and there's a kid trying to get into his you know um hotel room and bucky pulls out a gun and kills him and that's extremely important and honestly that re- i maybe i'm just naive and not really good at reading stories and picking out like the the tropes that happen and the the, the beats but i was very shocked by the twist that happened in the episode
0: honestly same so the twist is that he has this elderly Asian man that he's friends with and they are like go out to lunch all the time on Wednesdays. And it's actually like a kind of cool relationship. And I took that as, okay, he's finding someone of his same generation that he can connect with because he can't connect with somebody who's similar looking age.
1: Well, I was also going to maybe this is a guy he made friends with who he served in the army with. I don't know if there's any World War II that's still alive. I'm sorry. I'm not very good at time and whatnot, but like. Maybe that was someone that he knew that was alive or a family, mm-hmm. like a, a friend that he had served with and his younger brother was now alive or, some, or something like that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's at very least somebody he can actually relate to, which is a rare thing for Bucky. Um, so I'm like, okay, this is actually a really sweet thing. And um, later on, we'll go over into more of the interactions. He visits this elderly gentleman's apartment and sees a picture of the young man that he killed. In the guy's apartment, and I'm like, that hit me so hard.
1: I know it. It it really is a gut punch too, because in the the scene before that, so a little backtracking. Sorry, uh, Yuri and Bucky going on this lunch date together, and they're hanging out, and there's an attractive waitress who's helping them, and Yuri like being the old guy like asks her out for Bucky and so they end up going on this date and they're you know having fun drinking beer playing battleship and she starts talking and asking about his you know Bucky's backstory and then it comes up like talking about like Yuri's trauma and what happens you know like you're a widower or an orphan like if you're you know if your parents die or if your you know significant other dies but what happens when your children dies there's no name for that and he gets like all emotional and goes to yuri's apartment and that's when he opens the door and you see like this little shrine thing like a like a, a, a buddha prayer it was like a little like prayer, prayer shrine, shrine to thing.
0: like the stuff
1: probably we just probably like so inappropriately named what it is i, I apologize for we, that but... we
0: have we have no idea we're very ignorant yes but like that that really hit me hard i thought that was like the most impactful moment of the whole episode
1: agreed and
0: it, you brought up a great point dude of the idea of kind of the it it seemed like a cop out for having him have that romantic interest,
1: right? Uh, I I was reading a thing on Twitter or I don't know if it was a TikTok or what it, whatever it was it was a thread of like how it's lazy writing to have Bucky handle his trauma by getting into a relationship. Like I would rather him hand or deal with like what's going on, deal with like his past. You know, trying to make these amends that he's doing, and so I'm, I'm wondering if they're gonna, you know, go back into the relationship. But it seems like they, at the moment, at least, stopped. And you know, he's trying to make amends. I'm just gonna feel really bad. Like we talked about this while we were watching the episode. But when Yuri finds out, he's gonna be heartbroken, and he's gonna be, and he's so old. Like that. Like I think that's gonna like personally kill him. Like
0: Uh, it very well could. And it's like, how the heck is Bucky gonna make amends to him? And like that's gonna be so heartbreaking. So like I hope you're I hope you're right in that they don't explore the romantic relationship really anymore. They explore the relationship with him and Yui because that's the real kind of character development I want to see out of Winter Soldier.
1: For sure, yeah. I, I man, us talking about this right now makes me excited for next week. Mm-hmm. Um, because even the reveal at the end, like, is is so good. The you know, their Falcon and his sister. I apologize. I don't remember the name got denied a bank loan and they're on watching tv and the u.s president announces that they need a excuse me as i burp in between each time i say a (laughs) letter or word because i just drank some pop um announces that america needs a new superhero they no longer need to fight you know they don't need heroes to fight aliens and monsters for the whole world america needs a hero and they announce this new captain america and he's got the captain america garb and he's holding the shield and the episode ends with him like looking at the camera and winking and you're like, who the hell is this guy?
0: Yeah, it kind of pissed me off. Like it really pissed me off. But I think that's on purpose. Like and you just see it was the only compelling part for me with Falcon. You just see him dejected over like this random ass guy is now becoming Captain America instead of me because I was too chicken to take up the mantle.
1: All I could think of was that's not America's ass. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh it, it, he, it it's he's he's kind of like a i don't know he he looked kind of like an au- more awkward looking daniel radcliffe if it's like daniel radcliffe cosplayed captain america that's what i imagine he but it was like. like shaved and everything but it was like shaved
1: okay i don't know head to I'm, toe i'm thinking like a like a um like if if uh what's his name David Batista had a brother who wasn't built, <laughs> and, and that was him, like like the runt of the But he
0: wasn't invisible, so like you could actually see him. So <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, uh, I I'm trying to think of. I mean the the I guess the the more that we do talk about it, the more I really am surprised at how much I enjoyed the episode. Um, still don't know if I like it more than WandaVision. Um, what are your thoughts? Uh, yeah, this,
0: it, as we talk about it, there's a lot to appreciate there. I think overall for me, the things I appreciate most would be the action. I think that um, Falcon's scene in the beginning with him flying around is great action. Um, Bucky had great action with his murder spree. And from there, it would be the Bucky character development. I th- those are where it, really where it shines for me
1: guys that opening canyon scene is so cool uh they're they're trying to save a captain or a lieutenant or some american soldier who's getting kidnapped and falcon is using his flying abilities and red wing his little robot thing to go around and you know fly and dodge all these missiles that are blowing up the canyon and getting to see him spin and do all these somersaults and whatnot it's 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 pretty cool
0: it's really cool action i thought it was awesome the camera angles for it were super dope
1: i also really thoroughly enjoyed the point of view shots and maybe it's just because we haven't seen an iron man movie in a long time or experienced a marvel movie but there there's just scenes where like you feel like you're flying and i I really really enjoyed watching that
0: yeah, it 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 made me appreciate Falcon's powers more for a character that I didn't really appreciate his powers.
1: And maybe you know how uh, Jarvis was a butler in the comics, but then they made him into like an AI unit. I kind of like the fact that they made you know his Red Wing in you know, the comics. It's like a actual Falcon or whatnot, or mm-hmm. and and now it's this rope like a like a like a drone type deal. deal. I I like that a lot. I like the. Twenty, you know, first century modern style. That you know, the MCU twist that they brought to it.
0: Yeah, it's it's cool. It's a fun little thing. It's I'm waiting for it to have its R two D two cuteness involved.
1: I don't think they're gonna do that.
0: No, no, that, that that's grossly disappointing for me. Or it could be like Chopper and could be a complete asshole. You know, like that TikTok you sent me about <laughs> Chopper versus R two D two.
1: Anakin's like, this is R2-D-Tina. We go through all these different missions together. And Poe's like, this is BB-8. I colored him orange because that's the same color as my flight suit. And then it's like, Kanan, this is Chopper. He throws me out of the airlock whenever he gets a chance. He's my wife's droid.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, let' want to get into a little bit of predictions. So, like, where do you think this series is going to go? What do you think it's going to explore?
1: I really think we're going to find... Somehow they're going to introduce US agent. I have a uh, suspicion that maybe the Captain America they introduced at the end of the episode is going to be involved with the LAF group somehow. Um, I think that might be US agent that we saw. And w- we're really definitely going to see um, Bucky deal with a lot of his trauma and you know finding sam and as, as a friend and opening up and dealing with that we're going to see sam struggling with not having captain america around F- you know where is his place and he's going to you know take hopefully take up the mantle and um a lot of more action what about what do you think
0: yeah def- okay. definitely there's a lot of action i think that's going to happen this is going to be more of a beat up type show which i'm totally down for um I do expect a little bit of uh, uh, S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff in there, too, with uh, what's-her-name Carter, not the other Carter. Uh, Sharon Carter? Sharon Carter. Um, So I'm expecting more S.H.I.E.L.D. I'm expecting um, definitely them to explore more of U.S. Agent and that fake Captain America. I'm imagining him being kind of like a puppet Captain America for the sake of the government, like a piece of propaganda. Or a Hydra agent going off of kind of like a pseudo secret empire type deal.
1: That'd be kind of cool if it, yeah, if it's like a secret empire, I mean, it,
0: I it, it wouldn't it, be exactly. Cause that would be like Steve Rogers coming on there and legitimately saying hail Hydra and all of us dying inside. Yeah. I don't know if I could emotionally handle that dude.
1: I don't know if we should talk about that comic at all. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that series was decent though. It was okay. And it did poorly, but it started good.
0: Yeah. Anyways, that's that's in the comics, though. But I, I'm excited for what's next. I don't expect this to be as roll as WandaVision, but I do expect a lot more MCU fun beat up action. It's going to be a fun series, not a groundbreaking series is kind of my expectations.
1: Yeah, I think it's um, nice that Marvel swung for the fences and and you know they were able to hit a home run with WandaVision, and now they're just gonna, you know, go back to their, you know, formula, formulaic thing. Not necessarily a bad thing because we haven't had that in a really long time. Uh, but it's nice that you know, they're it's polar opposites. So it's not like people were if it like had like two very formulaic shows back-to-back, back, I feel like people would get tired of it. But I, it, I think it's good that they started off with WandaVision and now we're paired with, uh, you know, it's or I guess it's polar opposite with Falcon and Winter Soldier.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that they're going to really thrive with this weekly episode format because that's essentially what comics are. They're meant to be in kind of regular installments versus one big movie that we're just like frothing at the mouth for. I think comics are really going to thrive well on the small screen.
1: Right, and I actually wish that we had the opportunity to watch Snyder Cut before recording this because one of my I have questions for you as a fan of the DC and one of them is going to be and we'll talk about it more is would the Snyder Cut have been better had they released it in installments instead of this one long thing?
0: Most likely yes. Uh, assuming they're exploring in the Snyder Cut what I assume they're exploring, but I haven't seen it yet. So we shall see.
1: All right, Gary, you got any closing thoughts or you, you know, you've been reading a lot of comics. So do you want to do a comic of the week? Uh,
0: yeah. Okay. <laughs> I don't remember off the top of my head here. Let's do what they do, call in podcasting, a pause. Cause I'm know what the hell I'm doing? So for us, that was a 20 minute intermission, but for you, it was only mere seconds before our sweet and sultry voices. And now it's time for a wondrous segment, Comic of the Week. Comic of the Week. <laughs> we're too lazy to put in that sound bite, aren't we? Faux show. Alright. So today for Comic of the Week, we're gonna talk about a little bit of Jason Aaron's unworthy Thor. So Justice recommended for me reading Jason Aaron's Thor run about Gorg and the God Killer, and I loved that one. It's was- Really good Thor, and it's one of my favorite comics I've read recently. But this is kind of taking a step after that, and
1: um, really quickly, it's Gore, just G O R. It's Gore? I yeah. keep calling it Gorg. Yeah. What and the then, hell's and, wrong with me? And then uh, the God Butcher. Right?
0: God Butcher. Yes. God Butcher. Thank you. Thank you. Otherwise, no the nerds would be like, "Yeah, I know." It's it's Gore, and Henry Cavill's not a virgin. And be like <laughs> stop correcting us. <laughs> I didn't want to be that that
1: nerd, but I'm going to be that nerd.
0: No, thank you. Thank you. Um, So it starts out here, and you get a little bit of kind of flashback to that God Butcher run. And then you see Thor here basically getting his ass kicked. And he's talking a lot about basically the concept of worthiness. So think like Thor 1 kind of Thor from the Marvel movies, where he's basically talking a ton about how he's, just weighing over the idea of what it means to be worthy. And you go into three months later where Thor is up on the moon and he runs into these troll dudes. And he's just like chilling there with a goat. Like Thor can't travel, so he travels by goat, which is, uh, I don't know, for some reason the goat just seems like a cool companion to me
1: it it's some north myso- mythology thing and
0: yeah and he's and he's just like my goat's hungry and <laughs> he's just fighting these trolls and it's cool he's doing it with more of like a kind of like the leviathan axe from God of War and but it's not the same thing and you're like okay what's the deal why is he no longer worthy why doesn't he have the hammer but he's still being thor and he's talking about how like even though he doesn't have the hammer and he doesn't have the full power of Thor, he's still a formidable god or, in his more of his mind, just a creature in general. Now, from there, you get on to the fight, and eventually, he runs into Beta Ray Bill. And Beta Ray Bill is coming to tell him that, essentially, Asgard's in trouble, and Thor is saying, okay, I'll help, but I don't have the hammer. I'm no longer worthy. And Beta Ray Bill, if you guys don't know him, is kind of like this weird alien character that's really popular among Thor fans because he's also worthy of Thor's hammer. But Beta Ray Bill has Stormbreaker, which in the comics is more of like a – it's more of a hammer than like an axe like it is in Endgame and Infinity War. But the cool part is Beta Ray Bill, since he's worthy, is a pretty selfless guy, and he goes to Thor and is like, you can take my hammer. But Thor's like, I'm not worthy of the hammer, and this is yours, not mine. So, they both basically go off, Beta Ray Bill flying on his own, using his own hammer powers, and Thor flying on his goat, because he has goat powers.
1: Oh, I think he's using the goat because he doesn't have the... He's dope.
0: using the goat because he doesn't have the hammer, so yeah. he has to fly on the goat. Which, right. I'm like, why wouldn't you just do that, just like, for funsies, anyway?
1: Have you, quick question, have you been reading Donny Cate's current Thor?
0: I've read um, the first six issues. I haven't been as far ahead as you. I've read through mm-hmm. um, Galactus having his stuff go
1: down. All right, because there's a, there's some cool Beta Ray Bill stuff in it, but uh, continue.
0: So then we cut over. They're both going off to save Asgard, and you get this really cool kind of nightmare sequence where... Thor is having, like, his crazy nightmare, and in it, his hammer is on top of him, and he's unworthy, and he's not able to get it off, which is, like, terrifying for me, and Justice, don't you dare snicker for me (laughs) saying not able to get it off. (laughs) He can't get the hammer down, okay? (laughs) But it is a cool sequence, because then you have the god butcher coming in, and he says... And he basically is just mocking Thor as Thor is getting pummeled by all these, all of uh, Mjolnir's just on top of him, and he can't get them off. And what you find out is that kind of their saving of Asgard fails, and they're captured by the Collector. Now, you see the Collector in the Guardians of the Galaxy 2, or is it 1? I think it might have been both.
1: Uh, you see him in one for sure. Yeah, and you then, then you see also him in, see him in, in, in Infinity, Infinity War. War. Yeah.
0: And he's and he's a little bit more powerful in this, well, a lot more powerful in this, and he is in either of those movies. But you find out that the collector has basically wanted to, he collected all of Asgard, as well as captured Thor and Beta Ray Bill, in order to get a hammer of Thor. And you're like, okay, Thor's Hammer is gone. Because if correct me if I'm wrong, it's with Jane Foster at this point in the comics.
1: Yes, I think so.
0: I believe at this point in there.
1: I have never read Jason Aaron's run. Never read it? No, it's really good.
0: I just I've only read bits and pieces, and I'm messing up the bits and pieces.
1: That's fine. The 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 reason that this comic is extremely important is because one, they've kind of just you know, they they kind of touched about it on Endgame um but it's it probably will come back up because gore the god butcher is going to be the main villain in the new thor movie that's coming out and uh it i i actually kind of want to you know is there anything else you want to talk about with this this cool comic
0: well mainly the rest of the comic i'll leave you guys to reading it it comes into thor is now in a tough spot he's no longer worthy of his hammer he doesn't have a hammer he's captured by the collector he doesn't have his goat anymore with him he runs into the goat again guys don't worry and then there's this hammer there that isn't his it's a hammer from another thor like a multiverse thor and the whole time he's like the only way i can escape from this collector is if i become worthy And you get him fighting all these guys, fighting for this worthiness. And I'll let you guys read the rest of Unworthy Thor to find out how he brings the hammer down.
1: Now, if you guys are wondering, I actually want to talk about this a little bit. Yeah. Why he's unworthy. Um, That's interesting. An interesting story. And I don't think they kind of really explored it in the movies all that much. They, They don't
0: explore it in the movies. They explore it a lot. In this comic, and it connects a lot to the uh, Jason Aaron run with the God Butcher.
1: Right. So the Gore, you guys, we'll probably do a thing on Gore right before the, you know the. We'll Thor definitely movie. have to. But uh, just for those of you who, to get a little hyped about that Thor movie, the played by Christian Bale. So I'm super excited about that. He's gonna be a villain. Anyway, Gore the God Butcher. His species, I'm probably going to miss a few key pieces, but uh, bear with me. Uh, his species, you know, kind of got wiped out, but he kept on praying to the gods over and over, all these different gods, and, you know, nothing, no one came to save them and no one came to help. So, and he ends up gaining these powers. So he goes around and he starts killing different gods because he prayed all this time and no one helped him
0: and it's rough because like he gave up faith in the gods but his people still had faith and he's like guys we need to fend for ourselves and his whole family dies of starvation like brutally and so he hates it's he's like uber atheist to the point where he's like i'm going to kill all the gods we're better off without gods
1: right and and jason aaron is definitely like i i um uh, he he does, deals with religion, and I think he is.
0: It, he dealt he, with religion well. I mean, we're we're both we mentioned on the podcast, despite our inappropriateness and uh, Justice laughing at me saying getting off. <laughs> um, we're Christians, and I found his exploration of kind of like his hatred of God really cool with Gore the God Butcher. Oh
1: yeah, I think he does a really good job, um, and even you know having within Marvel Comics. But the the way that the reason that like Thor becomes unworthy is because you know gore is going around killing all these guys and thor is like this is wrong you shouldn't be killing you know gods you shouldn't be killing our people and and essentially like they fight something goes down later um in original sin which was a like overarching
0: well it, but even before that like as they're fighting basically gore is just in thor's face and he's like you guys are all, you guys as the gods are all selfish and unnecessary to mankind. We'd be better off without you. You just take advantage of us for praise and you only help us when you feel like you see fit. Like we would be better off without you.
1: Right. And the something happens, the original sin. Um, is a is a a overarching story kind of like how we've talked about king in black or absolute carnage in the past it's another event where it deals with each character has like this sin that they deal with
0: um and centered around like the watcher dying which is a whole separate deal to talk about yeah
1: and thor's sin was that gore was right that you know the god like and, and samuel jackson like basically says like Gore was right.
0: You mean Nick Fury?
1: Sorry, yeah. Sorry, Nick Fury. <laughs> Nick Fury says, you know, like, Gore was right. And that is what immediately makes Thor unworthy because the whole time he was fighting for the wrong cause. And that's...
0: And he doesn't want to have the power, then, of a god because he realizes that, like, the gods are selfish and humanity's better off without them and it just makes him unworthy. It's a crazy concept to go yeah, around. It
1: is, it is. But if you are really into Thor and you really like the character... You definitely need to read Jason Aaron's run. He wrote Thor for 10 years, and the, the beginning of it to him becoming unworthy, to him finally becoming King Thor is such a good long awesome journey Mm -hmm. and great storytelling and then also including the the jane foster stuff and her becoming thor and 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 dealing with all that like
0: and her battle with cancer alongside of it it's it's, really cool it is really really cool and it's going to lead a lot into thor love and thunder and there's there's so much great material for them to explore but i really enjoyed unworthy thor i'd say you'd have to read um Jason Aaron's Thor, the God butcher first to really appreciate it. But even without reading that, like it's just a good story. Right.
1: Like, yeah. So, uh, hope you guys enjoyed our deep dive into Thor, even though this was a winter and our Falcon winter soldiers thing. Maybe we'll read, you know, uh, I, I actually got, it's not the first one, but they Marvel, like he uh, made a Winter or Falcon winter soldier mini series and I'll read that for you guys, and, and then we can talk about that for Comic of the Week next time.
0: But we got more comics and more Marvel and probably a Snyder Cut podcast coming out soon. But again, you guys will have to bear with us as Justice is going back to school, and I'm trying to get some extra like letters at the end of my name. So life is life and Shrek is love, so we're going to have to occasionally skip weeks here and there. But you guys know how to bear
1: with us. And with that, everyone, have a great week. You can find us at Twitter. (laughs) (laughs) At
0: Podboys Podcast. Be our friend.
1: Give us a review. We would like that. And
0: Five stars.
1: Yeah, share with your friends.
0: Yeah, yeah. All right. Let us know in the comments if you think Henry Cavill's a virgin.
1: (laughs) And now have a great week.
0: For real this time.